0: From Bee Media Production, this is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business.
1: Welcome to this episode of Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Business success and success in life is often achieved by playing the long game. But how do you maintain motivation, create a strong cultural environment, be an inspirational leader and live a full and healthy life? Craig Harper, one of Australia's leading motivational speakers on personal and professional development, admits it's an ambitious proposition. And he doesn't always get it right either. We're only human after all. Craig hasn't always been a successful speaker, author and fitness guru. He explains to Nicole Goodman how coming from a challenging background helped shape the person and the success he's had to date.
2: Probably because I came from A really mediocre background. In that, I wasn't particularly great at anything. wasn't a great scholar, wasn't a great athlete, wasn't inherently great at anything. And so, I think that kind of gave me a drive to compete and to learn and grow and evolve. And so, when I was a kid, I was morbidly obese. I was the fattest kid in the school. And I think a lot of people have a moment in time. I call it almost like an emotional tipping point. And for me, that tipping point was the Year Eight swimming sports where I had a bad experience. I was pretty humiliated and pretty embarrassed. But the good thing that came out of that was, and it was all self-created, by the way, I ate myself to nearly 100 kilos when I was 14. But out of that came an awareness and, I guess, an internal shift. And I said to myself, I'm never going to feel this again. And I'm never going to be this person in this situation or have this experience again. So I was quite focused and determined, and then I went a bit of a personal kind of journey of changing me, changing my body, changing my thinking, changing my habits, and that really opened the door for me on understanding and being curious about human potential.
0: So then in the corporate work that you do, Mm. what's the concern that you hear most from business owners, and what advice do you have for them?
2: The space that I work primarily in is the people space. So I go into business, businesses, you know, different services, products, industries, professions, but I talk to them about the people in their business, not so much the Business that houses the people. So, in the middle of all of the non human stuff, the structure, the infrastructure, the process, uh, the KPIs, the deadlines, and all of those things, I try to work with the people. So, how do we manage our people in the middle of the business stuff so that they can be happy and empowered and efficient and enjoying what they do and actually want to go to work? Like, if we have a brilliant product or service. But the people who deliver that product or service or build it or create it or sustain it don't want to be at work or don't want to go. We've got a problem. So it's a lot, the stuff I do is a lot around culture, around mindset, around communication, around connection, around how do we manage our people so that they want to be here so we have a nice culture and a nice environment. And for one of a less fluffy word, a nice energy in the place. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of the work that you do or some of what you talk about relates to imposter syndrome, whether it yeah. be the business owner or staff. Mm. How prevalent is imposter syndrome and the lack of self-belief amongst leaders and business owners?
2: Well... I mean, I don't have data on that, but anecdotally, I would say very, Mm. (laughs) you know, and I've done pretty well, I guess I've, I set up the first personal training gym in Australia and I employed over 500 trainers. I've written a bunch of books, I've worked in the media and I've done some, you would say some good things. And I'm 50, just turned 56 and I'm still insecure and I still feel like a fraud and I still feel not good enough at times. I think it's just part of the human condition and I I think the challenge is not to necessarily never have any self-doubt and always feel confident and to never self-loathe, but rather just to go, well, this is me and I'll do the best that I can despite that stuff. I know that, you know, what I know cognitively is I'm not a loser, isn't always reflected in how I'm feeling. And that's sometimes that underwhelming emotional state can coexist with a cognitive kind of awareness that, well, I'm really going okay. I think sometimes we try to almost wean the humanity out of ourselves where, no, I can never fear. I can never have self-doubt. I can never overthink. Well, that's just not going to happen. It's not practical. Mm. And so despite my peaks and troughs, despite my strengths and weaknesses and my faults and flaws and all the good stuff and the bad, in the middle of all of that, I'm just going to do my best. Mm. I'll do my best. I know that sounds cheesy and cliche, but it, it is just true. What's in my control? Well... Choices, decisions, behaviours, actions, reactions, you know, what I do with my body, what comes out of my mouth, what I do with my genetic potential, what I do with my resources and knowledge, all in my control. What's not in my control? How people will respond, what the market's going to do, you know, where this business goes or or where this industry goes or doesn't go, what the government's going to do, the weather tomorrow. So a lot of it is really about what can I manage and what can't I and where is my focus?
0: The other thing that you talk a lot about is leadership. Mm. So in your estimation, what do you think makes a great leader?
2: There are a myriad of things, I believe, that make a great leader, but very high on the list is, you know, emotional and social intelligence. One of the questions that I ask CEOs, managers, leaders is, what's it like being around you? What do you think the you experience is like? and they recoil because they've never thought about that. And this is a little bit opening the door on emotional intelligence, like I said, but also self-awareness and consciousness. Because even me as a professional communicator and author and all of those things, my intention is not always the other person's experience. And the only person who lives in my head or my thoughts or my ideas is me. And so when our job is to lead and coach and teach and mentor and empower others, it really matters that we understand the people that we work with and that we care about them.
0: Now, Craig, you've decided to do a PhD. What is this PhD (laughs) on (laughs) and why are
2: you doing it? Well, I've got too much free time, clearly. (laughs) Clearly. I'm I'm at a loose end. I thought, I've got to get out of the hammock. I'm doing a PhD in neuroscience and I'm focusing on the relationship between what we call motivation. You know, I'm motivated, I'm inspired, I'm in the zone, I'm excited, that emotional state of being motivated. I'm analyzing um, or I'm exploring the relationship between that and creating lasting change. So in other words, what role does motivation play in success, if any, big or small? What role does motivation play in achieving our goals and keeping them (laughs) and sustaining them?
0: So as you
2: alluded to before, you're a little
0: bit busy. You write books, Mm. you host a podcast, Mm. you project, you do speaking events, you manage a couple of businesses, and you train at the gym religiously. Mm. Mm. And now this PhD, how do you find time to rest and recover?
2: So I, I don't know if it's inbuilt or it's something that I've developed, but I'm fortunate in that I can switch off instantly, like almost instantly. I have a really good off switch and I really have a nice balance between being in the zone and being completely relaxed and calm. And so I think one thing we don't talk about enough is self-management. And so while I have a business and a brand and a process and I work with companies and I have all these things that we would call physical things in my external world. But I help people a lot manage their internal world, you know, so anxiety and stress and drama and trauma and grief and overthinking and self-doubt and all the positive stuff too, hopes and dreams and values and excitement So for me, I've really gone deep in the last decade or so trying to figure me out so that if I can't understand me and how I work, I definitely can't help others in that space. And so as much as I encourage people to build a great life, I encourage them to build a great self in the middle of that life.
0: What is your advice then for business owners that are putting in the 16, 18-hour days and can't seem to even get a run-in, let alone start a PhD or do half the things that you're doing?
2: Yeah. Sometimes it's tough when you're grinding and you feel like you're doing everything you can. I don't have a, a magic answer to that, but what I'll say is that it's hard to be objective about the thing you're in the middle of. So. Gerber spoke about working on the business and I know that's a very old book now, but on the business, not just in the business. And if you're in it, it's hard to, all that. And it's kind of true, you know? And I think the interesting thing is we quite often have a level of perspective and objectivity and awareness about our life or our situation when we're on holidays because we're geographically somewhere else, we're mentally and emotionally somewhere else and things become clearer. So there's a difference between working a lot and working efficiently and being busy some people are very busy but they're not getting much done and so then it would come down to looking at you know the processes and the protocols and the way that we're doing things and again there are a myriad of things around this but sometimes it's great to just hit the pause button step back and go okay what's working what's not working what am i doing well what am i not doing well what's the best use of my time knowledge skills and resources considering where i want to be in six 12 months
1: Craig Harper, motivational speaker, personal and professional development coach. And that ends Business Essentials podcast. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you have found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening.
0: This Business Essentials podcast has been produced by B Media Production, building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication.